Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight. Give it to him. Give it to him. Boom, shakalaka. Hello and welcome to the What the Hell Was I Thinking? Staying up till nearly 3 o'clock in the morning to watch a 10 second race edition of Hotline Rings, Ireland's best and quite possibly only dedicated Olympics podcast. I'm Steve O'Rourke and much like Justin Gatlin, I'm 34, running faster than I've ever done in my life and I still can't beat Usain Bolt. We'll obviously be talking about the world's fastest man and his history making exploits later on and the astonishing world record set by Wade van Nykirk, and the disappointment suffered by Kieran McGeehan in the 1500 metres. We'll also hear from the Irish Martin runners after their efforts on Sunday, and look forward to an action-packed day for Irish athletes today, when Katie Taylor, Sarah Tracy, Judy Reynolds, and of course, Annalise Murphy could all claim medals. Joining us in a minute to look back at the action from the weekend and to preview today's events is Sinead O'Carroll, who, along with Niall Kelly, is set to win a gold medal in the most number of hours worked without sleep over <laughs> in Rio. But first, let's listen to how Usain Bolt became the first man to win three Olympic gold medals. Gatlin gets away well, and Bolt just left a little bit in the blocks. It's Gatlin leading it at the moment, and Gatlin is charging. But here comes Usain Bolt, and Bolt is going to take it. Usain Bolt gets it! 9.80! A magnificent seven! we're running out of superlatives for Usain Bolt and even though last night's final wasn't the fastest we'll ever see it's still an incredible achievement to win three gold medals yeah and he's still he's still pretty special to to watch he's just a week shy of his 30th birthday and he's won his third straight Olympic 100 meter title that is it's unprecedented it's it's it, it was pretty special to see it last night and not just because of the the narrative that we had going with Justin Gatlin, his semi-final, he was still jogging to the line and the atmosphere. And he's just so well loved in the, in the athletics community. There was cheers of bolt, bolt, bolt from the crowd pretty much for the entire evening. The minute they can see him from anywhere that, that they just want, that they just want the show. And I think it would have been, there would have been quite the reaction from the Brazilian crowd if, if it had gone any different, but I don't think it was going ever be any different I think that's the thing with Bolt he had a bad start again he's he's obviously known for for his, for his slower starts but the minute that he starts striding out there's, there's the second obviously that he's striding out there's there's no there was no other winner in the, of that race obviously there was a, a huge amount of good versus evil narratives going into it and, and you know we've all agreed that they're relatively simplistic but I think we'd all be lying as well if we weren't delighted to see Justin Gatlin bottle it in a final again. Like, cause, like at last year's World Championship and again last night, if he'd have run a season's best, he'd have won gold. But he just can't seem to produce his best when he comes up against Usain Bolt. Yeah, and as you said, the, the, the narrative is a bit too simplistic in the kind of good versus evil. But yeah, I think athletics has such a problem and it has such a cloud hanging over it. And there have been moments of this games that people just aren't believing not because there's any tainting of the particular athletes that these athletes might be clean. They, they, they're not all like Gatlin who has twice served doping bans. Um, but I think because there is that huge problem that athletics just won't or can't seem to tackle, it just, people want to be able to believe that sport. And if you're looking at someone who is 34 years of age, running faster than he's ever run before, and he has twice served doping bans he's not going to be the good guy of your sport when people are dying for you to fix it for dying for you to to clean it up make sure that the people that were running 
that are we're watching running that we can trust in that we can look at these incredible performances and enjoy them and not just believe them for that 10 seconds and then go and and have to question everything afterwards so i think i think yeah you're right people i think will be happy with this result and what you're talking about there about the the lack of trust in athletics as a whole kind of clouded what wade van nykirk of south africa achieved in the 400 meters he smashed Michael Johnson's 800 me or 400 meters world record. He did it in lane eight. Nobody's ever won an Olympics final from lane eight, and he did it slowing down coming to the line. Now there's no there's no history with Wade Van Nykirk to suggest that he might be doping, but it's the dismay, I suppose, with how athletics have 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 treated their dopers that makes everyone sit up and instead of going, "That's brilliant," they're going, "Hmm, where did this guy come from?" Exactly. Everyone was just in the stadium last night, kind of wide-eyed, looking at each other. It's you you're questioning things that you don't want to have to question and it was the same i wrote a piece after the 10,000 um, meter women's final it was the it was the same situation there shaving 14 seconds off of a world title or of a world record that has been held for 23 years by someone who has then known to have been part of Ma, ma's army which was obviously notorious um from the from the chinese camp so Van Nykirk, we've yeah again we've he's a clean athlete we've never heard any differently. The problem with athletics is we know that the country some countries out of testing out of competition testing just isn't good enough. WADA knows it's not good enough, and it's just frustrating that we're here years on from various doping scandals that we we've previously had, and it's worse than ever. So it's actually a shame for the clean athletes. Maybe Van Nykirk is completely clean and none of us should be questioning it. He's just maybe a phenomenal, maybe he's the new Usain Bolt. He says he believes he could get the world record. He dreamed of this medal. He said he's blessed. But again, the same with Ayana after the 10,000 meter. We need more than I am blessed and, and Jesus did it for me. They are very good reasons, personal reasons for people to believe. But the athletics community deserve to give their fans actual facts and proof that we can believe in these things yeah i think that it, it always raises an eyebrow when an athlete thanks god and or puts a performance like that down to god afterwards because obviously you, you can't drug test god unfortunately but yeah from from an irish point of view there was huge disappointment for kira mcgean she she really was in contention for a place in the 1500 meter final but she faded in the last 200 meters she was understandably disappointed after the race and, and i think as the race was unfolding, we all might have thought she really had a shot at the final. Yeah, she really stayed up with with quite a fast final in, in the 1500 metres, right up until about the 150 metre mark at the end. And then she just didn't have it in her. She she a very, very disappointed Kira talked to us afterwards and she said she had no excuses. She just didn't didn't have it in the legs for that for that last 1500 metres. She had tried to keep herself in contention um, the whole way around. She was sitting kind of prettily enough um five qualified and and she was looking good for that and then she just faded back into into 11th it was it was heartbreaking for her she really came to this olympics wanting to get onto that final start line on tuesday she's only 24 she has been plagued by injury um she's she's a great woman to talk to she uh, and i think that comes across in a lot of the quotes she was crying last night when she when she got to us she was telling us that she was sorry to everybody which is always heartbreaking to hear an athlete say sorry to people mm. because obviously those those family members those coaches the people in Ireland don't need that apology everyone I think was incredibly proud of her last night yeah. but I think when you're disappointed in yourself and you know there's more in you she said 
she knows her PB doesn't reflect what she's capable of when she gets a couple of years strung together without injury she said this is ground zero for her and she's just going to go from there she wants more races against the top girls in the world she wants to get used to those faster races that so she's not just a medal up chance if it's a slower race which she is good at when it's a bit slower and then she has the kick at the end so yeah by the end of our conversation with her she was a little bit more defined she said i'll be back stronger faster and better next year and and um yeah she seems determined that she'd be one to watch in tokyo yeah, she's definitely got the attitude for it, as do three Irish athletes who were very happy with their weekend's work in the three marathon runners. Fanula McCormick, Breeze Connolly and Lizzie Lee with a personal best, a sub-240 and a placing way above her rank respectively. Let's take a listen to Lizzie Lee talk about how difficult the conditions were in Rio, though. I mean, I felt absolutely super up to 10 miles, uh, went through 10 miles in 60 minutes. And uh, we, I mean, we just started slowing small bit, um, but you know the plan was. Donny had said to forty that he, you know if I broke to forty he'd be happy. Um, and I think you know when we saw the forecast last night, if this was two days ago, that'd have been five minutes faster. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was raining and cold and cloudy, but um, I didn't actually feel hot. If you know what I mean? Because the yeah. sponges and everything were brilliant, but it just. Um, yeah, it just it just it's a cumulative effect, and you, and you just know that it's happening, and you're just slowing. And I'm absolutely thrilled that I just have done the two forty. Um, not one girl passed me from ten k on, except for Baumeister in the last two hundred meters. But we have a bit of a rivalry, so that's a yeah. crack. Um, and I just you know, top sixty. Yeah. Sub two forty in those conditions, I cannot argue. With. I mean, when you start at the Channel Sterling Marathon, half you just wants to make sure that you actually finish. Considering the conditions, this was essentially a summer marathon in winter. They were three great performances, Sinead. Yeah, they really were. Um, it, it was actually quite a joy to, to talk to the three girls yesterday. Lizzie Lee was absolutely overjoyed with, with how she had performed and in, in her very strong Cork accent kept telling us that she was an Olympian. Um, she was in the top 60. She ran a sub 240 and she did all this being a 36-year-old mother, um, full-time working mother, um, so she was really taken with the whole experience. Fanula is a little bit different. Fanula um, is obviously coming from a place where she does want to win medals. She's incredibly ambitious. She This is only her third ever marathon. So she's not quite sure yet where she can go and where in the pecking order should she should be. So her finishing place of 20th with the personal best of 231.22 was an excellent result. But for Fanula, it was just nice, and she's she has to figure out where in the marathon world she is. But yeah, a great day for the three of them. They really the conditions were it was 27 degrees when they when they crossed the finish line. It was hot, and that that compares to two days previously when here it was Irish weather. It was cloudy, it was mm. cold, it was breezy. Um, so we were we had been told that um it was going to be warmer at the weekend, but yeah, it was it was pretty pretty grueling stuff for the girls out there I, I thought Fanula McCormick was particularly harsh on herself because like you said if the conditions had been more what they had two days earlier she could have easily taken maybe another five or six minutes off that personal best now everyone else in the race would have improved that much as well but in, in terms of your actual just pure numbers I think she did incredibly well in the conditions before we move on to today's events I know you want to mention Jessica Ennis Hill whose glitting career looks like it's probably come to an end after a silver medal on Saturday night the despite her best efforts in the 800 metres at the end. Yeah, I think just for, for Jess Ennis, I think she's probably symbolises when we talk about 
everything that's wrong with athletics. I think Jess Ennis-Hill and actually all the heptathletes, they're an impressive bunch, the, the heptathletes that go around. I think they, they symbolize everything that's still good in athletics. For me, the heptathlon is one of the best events of the Olympics. There's no hiding in it. There's no, like, even doping wouldn't help you a huge amount because you have to do so many various different things. Like, do you do, would you dope for endurance? Would you dope for strength? Would you dope for for which event? So I think part of that, and also on top of that, they are a brilliant group of competitors. They have the tradition of the lap at the end where they all do it together. Um, there, there, There's no sniping at each other afterwards. Jess Ennis-Hill said that TM who beat her is a is a lovely girl and, yeah. and wished her well. While doing that, she was extremely disappointed. She wanted that gold. Yeah. Um, her niceness doesn't, don't don't be surprised if that, or don't be shocked. She, she's, She's an ambitious athlete. She wanted that before, before she retired. So, um, watching her come, like she needed to beat TM in the in the eight hundred in the last race by by ten seconds, and she did her utmost to cross that line as far out as she could, and again just did not have the legs. No, but it was still impressive nonetheless, and she did even better. I think dealing with. Brendan Foster of the BBC afterwards when he tried his best to make her cry and she just wasn't letting it happen at all <laughs> so fair play to her now I've been looking through the record books and I honestly can't remember a day like today in Irish Olympic history when no fewer than four Irish women could win medals we'll talk specifically about Annalise Murphy in a minute uh, but there's also Judy Reynolds in the Grand Prix freestyle dress as a two Katie Taylor takes on Mira put Conan I think I've pronounced that right in the women's lightweight boxing quarterfinal at three and Sarah Tracy will take her place in the women's 3000 meter steeplechase 15 minutes later it really could be a historic day not just for Irish sport but specifically for Irish sports women tonight yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic we were planning our day last night and and kind of thinking how are we going to get to all to all these things and we don't want to miss a second of any of them it'll be a spe- special moment for for Sarah Tracy and um, this morning she obviously People remember she fell in the heat for the 3,000 meter steeplechase and lost her momentum during a very, she was running a very strong race, didn't qualify, but an appeal um, from herself and the Ethiopian who was also caught up in the crash means that they're taking taking the the line today. I think it'll be a, a step too far for Sarah to expect her to do anything in that race in terms of medals but she did she does think there's a pb in her she's been running pbs this year um she she ran one in london a sub 940 for the first time so Mm. um i think what she'd be happy with if she runs a pb today but hopefully the field won't go too fast for her and she'll be able to keep up and and do something special for herself there um yeah the dressage and then we have katie taylor obviously katie was the story of london um she's hoping that the couple of bad results that she's had this year won't be repeated. Get this fight over with her first fight, guarantee the medal, and and then take the week on from there. Mm. Now, moving on to Annalise Murphy. I had the calculator out this morning, uh, but I think I may have forgotten to carry the one at some stage. What <laughs> what does she have to do in the laser radial final, which kicks off at 5.05pm Irish time to, to actually bring home a medal? Yeah, the, the sailing's an interesting one. Even when you know her family were sitting around on Friday with the with the phones out trying to work out the maths uh, of it. So it, it's always, even if you know the, the, the race well. So Annalise will secure a bronze unless she finishes five places or more behind the Belgian boat in the medal race. Okay. Um, and to get a silver, she'll have to finish ahead of the Dan- Danish boat. A gold is a much tougher ask, um, and I'd say probably a bit of a long shot given how 
um, strong and consistent um, the leader has been, but she would have to beat Denmark and be five places ahead of, of the Netherlands, which is which is the leading boat in the race. So, yeah, what we want is to make sure that the Belgian is nowhere close to Annalise and, and then she'll secure that bronze medal. Yeah, and, and you've watched more sailing than I would imagine most of the Irish journalists at, at this Olympic Games. Do you think she can do it? I think so. I think we, we I've spoken a lot to, to the people around her as well. She has learned a lot. Obviously in London she was in a similar position. She was in in on the podium going into the to the medal race and just was just short of, of coming up on it. She was obviously very upset. She learned a lot from that in terms of how she deals with these big events, how to get the consistency. This wasn't meant to be her race. She kept telling us the conditions weren't mm perfect for her she ended up going out winning the first race and then being incredibly consistent throughout the next nine races especially when it got tough on friday those two races were incredibly tough so she must have some mental strength at the moment so hopefully she'll be able to carry that through um today because i think today's race will all will be about keeping that mental concentration making sure that there's no seconds where where you fall back um so yeah i think I would put my money on her and hope I'm just, she's, she's the story of this Olympics for me. And I would just be devastated if, if it didn't work out for her. Yeah. Here's hoping from all of us and listen, that's it from us. Thanks again to Sinead for, for going sleep to keep us up to date with all the latest news from Rio. Thanks to you as always for listening. I've been Steve O'Rourke and this has been Hotline Rings. Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight. Give it to him. Give it to him. Boom. Shaka, look at him. Get it!